the Stress Talk Caregiver Podcast, Episode 24. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips, tricks, and support to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name is Casey Price. I'm an elder law attorney in Haddonfield, New Jersey, at the law firm of Price & Price. We are the firm that focuses on helping families dealing with Alzheimer's disease and dementia, and I created this podcast in an effort to make your job the job of caring for your elderly loved one, just a little less stressful. Today we're going to talk about kind of an overview of some of the tools used to help with decision making for an elderly loved one. I believe there's a three-part process to caring for an elderly loved one, especially one who might have Alzheimer's disease or dementia. The three-part process includes managing decision making, care planning, and the money. And today we're going to start with decision making because it really is, other than the care plan itself, the most important thing you need to be concerned about when you're helping an elderly loved one. There's two ways decision making can go. The first way is when someone creates their own documents and empowers someone to serve as their decision maker. Now these documents are some common estate planning documents and some you might not have heard of. The first is the power of attorney. That's the document where you can appoint someone to manage your business or financial affairs. They can sell your house, they can access your bank accounts, they can step into your shoes and manage your finances. The second is the living will. That's where you appoint someone to manage your medical decisions if you're ever incapacitated and can't do it yourself. The third is a trust. That's a document that changes ownership of certain assets and gives instructions to other people on how to manage those assets for you. The fourth is a post form. That's a physician's order for life-sustaining treatment. It's kind of like a living will, but it's a doctor's order that you can carry with you and use to empower yourself to declare medical treatment you would want if you ever become incapacitated. And it has a higher, a higher like stickiness, meaning where a living will is a wish, a pulse is an order. It's a doctor saying, this is what my patient wants. And it's more likely to be followed in a crisis. So, Those are some of the documents where you can put people in place to make decisions for you if you're ever incapacitated and can't make decisions for yourself. They're documents that if you're caring for an elderly loved one and that person has the required mental capacity to create those documents, there's something you want to talk to them about to see if they would want to create them and appoint their decision makers. But what happens if you don't have those documents or someone doesn't have those documents and they become incapacitated at some point in the future. Well, in New Jersey, and remember, this podcast is grounded in New Jersey law. I'm a New Jersey attorney. In New Jersey, the process to have someone appointed 
to make decisions for another person who is incapacitated or declared incapacitated by a judge is the guardianship process. In that process, the judge declares someone to be incapacitated and appoints a person to serve as their guardian. Frequently, that person is a close family member, a spouse, a child, some other close family member. On occasion, it would be a state office like the Office of Public Guardian. And on some occasions, rare occasions, it can be friends or, or um, more distant relationships or just someone the court ultimately appoints if there's no one else to serve. In a guardianship, you don't have the final say on who your decision maker is going to be. The judge does. If you want that final say, if you want to make sure the people you want to serve as your decision makers are in place and able to do that, you want to create the documents. That's where you can declare who is going to help you and make decisions for you if the day ever comes that you can't do it for yourself. Guardianship, real fast, in some states is referred to as a different by a different name. I know that the word conservator is used in many states to represent what I've just described as a guardian. So make sure you talk to an attorney in your state if this is something that might be helpful in the situation you're dealing with. So, in my opinion, decision-making may be the most important part of the care planning process other than the care plan itself. We're going to talk a lot about care planning in future episodes. We're going to talk a lot more about decision-making in future episodes. But when you're creating your documents, when you're deciding who it is you want to serve as your decision-maker, you know, I implore you to think about it. Think about it long and hard. Make sure you're picking the right people. It doesn't have to be the oldest. It doesn't have to be a boy. It can be whoever you want it to be. But the right decision makers lead to the best decisions. So make sure you try to pick the right person. It's a crucially important decision you're ultimately going to make when you put people in place to make decisions for you in the future if you can't do it yourself. So that's it for today. I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope you found this helpful. Keep on the lookout for more episodes. They're going to be a little bit shorter. They're going to be a little bit more frequently. Let your friends know about the process or the podcast. There's nothing worse than being a caregiver alone on an island. And that's how most people feel when they're dealing with their elderly loved ones. Please send me any questions or comments you might have to my email, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. So again, that's Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, preferably five stars, that would be great. I love getting the reviews. They're, they're a huge help. The more we can share this podcast with other people dealing with this issue, the more successful we're all going to be in caring for our elderly loved ones. Now, remember, once again, this show is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different. They're different in every state. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you need to care for your elderly loved one and to provide each of you, you and your loved one, with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. Once again, everyone, my name is Casey Price. It's my pleasure and my privilege to talk to you every day like this. And until I get the chance to talk to you again, I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks.